1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Village podcast, Parenting Beyond Discipline, the place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your host, Erin Royer-Azerlant. In this episode, I will be sharing tips for raising healthy kids. Everyone has their strengths, and not everyone is built to be great at athletics. But our bodies were meant to move, and they do better for us when we give them that opportunity and fuel them well. So I'll be sharing ways to help kids get into these two healthy habits early and give them what they need to stick with them into adulthood and hopefully even for life. I'm going to talk about the two well-known pieces of this equation, healthy eating and physical movement. Now, I don't want to call it exercise because exercise seems to have so many negative connotations, especially for us adults right? It tends to give the feel of work or a chore of some sort. I still remember being a kid and loving to run and play and having boundless energy. That's what it should be about, especially for our kids. So I'll talk about ways to do this as well as the healthy eating side. With the right encouragement and providing the opportunities, we can shape our kids habits in both of these areas for life. First, I'm going to share some of my story in these areas. A little known fact about me is that in addition to my other degrees and studies, I actually also studied exercise science and nutrition in college and learned a lot about the way the body uses fuel and adapts to exercise, including burning fat. For those who have seen my interview on the website, you already know that I make it a priority to stay active. I've been doing triathlons and running races, off and on for the past 20 years. My biggest break, of course, was for a couple of years during and between my pregnancies. I did a few races here and there after our twins were born, and over the past year, I have finally been able to get back to exercising regularly. And right now, I'm concentrating on running since it's the least time-consuming. Throw on a pair of running shoes and shorts and get out the door. I'm back in 40 minutes to an hour on weekdays with a full workout under my belt before the day with the kids even get started. As I also share in my video, staying fit is an extremely high priority for me because I'm an older mom. I was 40 when our twins were born and I also have arthritis and keeping moving keeps my disease from progressing. And I want to not just be around to see my kids grow up. I want to be active and healthy for them too. So enough about me. Let's start with the healthy eating side of things. I will share ways to help guide kids in developing a taste and palate for more nutritious foods in a few minutes. But first, I think it's important to share that eating healthy means different things to different people. People have different dietary restrictions for many different reasons, so I don't propose to tell anyone that one dietary system is better than another. Those are very personal needs and decisions. For me, I don't consume animal milk because it affects my arthritis, along with a few other personal reasons. So when I talk about healthy eating, I think of it in very general terms, such as a diet, heavy in fresh fruits and vegetables, moderate in lean protein sources, whether they be vegan, vegetarian, or animal, based on your preference and choices in those areas, and then if and when grains are consumed, shooting for those whole grains as much as possible as a rule of thumb. And these are things like oats, barley, spelt, sprouted or whole wheat, brown rice, and the like. Now, I don't eat very many grains because I just find it too hard to keep weight off. But I do prepare grains for my kids, and luckily our family doesn't have any allergies, so we're able to be wide open with this area. But my kids' bodies are still growing, so they need these extra calories. I don't. When I eat grains, I grow too. But I'm not growing up anymore, so it ends up somewhere else. Now, while pretty much everyone likes their treats except for the few mutants out there, which actually reminds me of a funny story because I do have one kid who is not big on sweets. I don't know where he gets it because it's not from either myself or my husband. Our five-year-old son Chandler is on a swim team this summer and tends to sort of glide by with as little work as possible. So the coach was trying to get him to finish up one last lap. And on this particular day, they had donut holes for all the kids after the workout. So she reminded him about the donut holes and he responds, I don't like donuts. She started to laugh because it caught her off guard and she didn't know what to say to that. But it's absolutely true. He doesn't like donuts. He's the only kid I know who doesn't like donuts. And actually, he really just doesn't like sweets that much. So anyway, for the rest of us that do like our treats and other less than healthy foods, I'm going to share a list that is good to steer clear of as much as possible. And keeping them out of our kids' diets as much as possible will really help in shaping their healthy tastes and in that goal of raising healthy eaters. Now, I wish I could say that I never eat these, but I do on occasion. And sometimes I get into habits where I allow them to sneak back into my diet more than I would like. And I share this because I don't want to give the impression that I'm this perfect eater that eats a plate full of kale, sesame seeds, and grilled chicken for every meal and never touches a soda. I get in bad habits, and I struggle with nutrition too. Some days, weeks, or months are better or worse than others. But here's the recommended list from Dr. Oz that I think is a really good solid list of stuff, and I say stuff because it's not food that is best to stay away from as much as possible, not just for us adults, but obviously for our kids too. So the first thing on this list is simple carbs and unhealthy fats. So these are things like donuts, pastries, cookies, and the like. Now I personally think these are okay on occasion, especially if they're homemade and are made with whole wheat or whole ingredients. The second thing on the list is meats with nitrates or high in saturated fats. Meats with nitrates or nitrites are things like most hot dogs, sausage, bacon, jerky, and sandwich meat. There are some of these made without, so you can check the package. The next thing on the list is anything made with ingredients you cannot pronounce. Just stay away. These are the processed foods that we really want to try to avoid. The next is fake health foods that say things like low fat, which usually means high sugar. Now, gluten-free is the latest diet craze, but jelly beans are gluten-free. So just because it has a label trying to take advantage of the latest diet trend does not make it healthy. Read between the lines. Another one that drives me nuts contains whole grains. What does that mean? It does not mean it's all whole grains. Most of the time, it's mostly processed white flour with a little bit of whole grain thrown in so that they can put that label on it. Soda. This means all soda. Diet soda is not any better. And actually, a lot of studies show that it's a lot worse for our health in a lot of ways than just drinking regular sugary soda. So water. Water is our best friend. Drink water, water, water as much as you can. I like to put lemon or orange in it for taste. And then to get it a little bit sweeter, I'll add a little bit of stevia. So I'll have lemon water or orange water with some stevia. It's really good. The next thing, high fructose corn syrup. Now this is something I stay away from completely. Just no, not even sometimes. There are so many treats and things that we can have that don't have this in it. So we can get that sweet tooth without consuming high fructose corn syrup. The last thing on the list, enriched flour products. I am so disappointed by how many things have enriched flour in them. Enriched means they took the whole wheat processed it to the point where they stripped out everything, even remotely healthy, out of it. Then in an attempt to add some nutrition back in, they enrich it with vitamins. So these are most crackers, cereals, white bread products. Look for the products with whole grains, whole wheat, barley, spelt, quinoa, brown rice, etc. As I mentioned previously. This episode is sponsored by By Heart. Curious about ByHeart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with the code parenting for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. These later years of childhood have been flying by. As a mom, I want to not just be available to my kids during these last years they have at home, but I want to feel good and have the energy I need to keep up with their schedule and my own. So my health is a top priority. It helps regulate digestion, immunity against bad bacteria, and improve nutrient absorption. The gut has been called the second brain because it contains more than 100 million nerve cells. It is a vitally important piece to our overall health, both physical and mental. So to make sure my gut is working at its potential, I started taking EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense to improve my digestion and nutrition absorption, boost my overall immune health, and help with sleep and stress as a bonus. Head to myeq.com and use code parenting for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code parenting at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. So now, this is all great in theory. You know fruits and veggies are important and some of the best and most nutritious foods you and your kids can eat. So let's all just Slap a plate of broccoli in front of our toddlers and ride off into the sunset for healthy land. Of course, as much as we wish it were true, it's not quite that easy. So I'm going to share some ways and some solid tips for helping kids to develop a taste for healthier foods. Now, this is easiest and best to start when we first start feeding solids during the first year. The first tip is to start with fruits and vegetables. Things like mashed bananas, avocados, and cooked and mashed up apples. There's a protocol on how to introduce new foods that I cover in depth in the class on feeding and mealtimes for infants and toddlers, along with all of the choking hazards to be aware of by age. So for some great detailed information on when and how to introduce first foods and ways to keep widening their tastes, be sure to see that class. And for listening to this podcast, I'm giving my listeners a promo code for 20% off of the class. The promo code is FITKIDS20, F-I-T-K-I-D-S 20, FITKIDS20 for 20% off the class. You can go to yourvillageonline.com slash babies to sign up. So yourvillageonline.com slash babies. Enter the coupon code at the bottom of the checkout page, and it's good for 20% not just off the class, but on either of the monthly packages as well. So the reason for starting with fruits and vegetables rather than rice or other carby cereals is that kids will get plenty of exposure to and taste for these carbohydrates. As we all know, you never have to talk a kid into liking crackers or pasta or cereal, So getting kids started on fruits and veggies is that first step in getting kids started with enjoying these foods rich in nutrients. Also, there's a very specific window when babies are most open to trying new foods. So the more variety you can introduce and keep presenting during this window, the easier it is to raise an adventurous eater. So during the period between around six to 12 months, research shows that this is a huge window of opportunity for increasing and creating an acceptance of foods because shortly after a baby learns to walk, a phenomenon known as neophobia, which is an increase in suspicion and fear of new flavors sets in. So before this stage, babies will happily put pretty much anything offered to them into their mouth. So take advantage. However, be sure to follow the protocol for introducing new foods and then including steering clear of those choking hazards. Also, it's best to forego juice, especially before the age of two. And after the age of two, think of it as a treat rather than a nutritious snack. Why? Because juice is basically fruit with all the nutrients squeezed out, except for some minimal vitamins. But all the fiber is left out and all the sugar is left in. Without the fiber to slow down the absorption, it's pretty much like any other sugary drink. Juice should never be counted as or given as a replacement for a serving of fruit. As a matter of fact, research reported in the Pediatrics publication showed that large intakes of fruit juices tended to replace more nutrient-dense foods. So for lots more tips on ways to help babies and toddlers set up those healthy eating habits for life, visit our page, yourvillageonline.com slash healthy babies and use the fit kids 20 coupon to get the class for $8. I also have a class for preschool and beyond where I share lots of tips and tools for kids preschool and older, including do's and don'ts for decreasing pickiness and working with an already picky eater to get that turned around quickly. Now, there are also lots of things parents do that they think is helping them to raise kids who are less picky and widen their palate that actually have the opposite effect. So to learn how to steer clear of those don'ts and what to do instead, ways to curb pickiness or help turn around a picky eater, you wanna to go to yourvillageonline.com healthykids, where you can use the same coupon for that class. So healthy babies is for infants and toddlers, healthy kids is for preschool and beyond. Now, on to physical fitness. It's great to eat lots of whole foods, and there are lots of benefits for doing this, such as keeping blood sugars even, that helps with concentration and learning in school, to better behavior and fewer mood swings, but getting the body moving is the other important half of that same equation, and complements and contributes to those same benefits. Bodies were made to move, and they get stronger and work even better when they get to move. So first and foremost, the best thing we parents can do for kids to set them on a healthy path with staying physically fit for life is by leading by example. For those of you who are already active, know that that is setting a great example for your kids, that that is one of the best things that you're already doing for them. You are setting an example and an inspiration for them. If you're not currently exercising, get out there and do something, three to four days a week for a minimum of 20 minutes. And not everyone is great at sports or has found their inner athlete, but yoga and walking are a great start. Find something, anything that you hopefully will enjoy, but at minimum can tolerate. There are so many options from hiking, swimming, dance, aerobics, adult sports leagues, If you're worried about what other people think, don't. What matters is what you think. What you know are your goals, your intentions, and the inspiration you are to yourself, your family, your friends who know you best. You know where you started. You know where you're going. Any judgy person can just, well, you know, they aren't worth your time. Now for me, I used to hate to run, and I mean hate it. I couldn't even run down the block. I'm surprised that this is my main sport now, but it's the only sport that works for me in my time schedule because it's either that or nothing most days. Running became my go-to sport, and I've actually turned myself into a runner with my arthritis and all. My mind got my body over that hump, and I've actually grown to enjoy it, and I burn out a lot less frequently. And I'm currently planning to train for a marathon through the winter after I finish my next two half marathons this fall. I'll let you know if I still love running after that. Now to get back to our kids in particular, get kids out running around at the park, on your street if it's safe, or in the backyard. Have lots of sports equipment around from footballs, basketballs, handballs, to scooters and bikes. Kids need unstructured outdoor playtime every day. They get to increase their kinesthetic awareness, meaning knowing where their body is in space and push their bodies and learn what they can do, learn how to do more with their bodies from balancing and jumping and more. You can get your kids involved in an organized sport, but it still shouldn't take the place of that unstructured outdoor time. Luckily, most kids do get that outdoor time in school, but it has been severely cut back in many schools here in the United States. Studies do show that this recess and unstructured outdoor time helps kids learn better because they're better able to concentrate when they have these breaks. But of course, organized sports are great too when it comes to increasing fitness. But follow your kids' leads. If they are truly interested in the same sport you did as a kid, great, but certainly don't push it. If they enjoy a sport, they are much more likely to stick with it. So make sure it's something your child is excited about. Just like for adults, there are so many options. at ones that fall well outside of the more popular or obvious ones. And these are things like rock climbing, diving, hiking, mountain biking, ice skating, tennis. The list goes on. There is bound to be something enjoyable and exciting for any kid. And a great way to try things out with very little cost outlay is through city rec programs. They usually have very inexpensive classes in a lot of different sports. This lets kids try things with a short commitment and without breaking the bank. And then really, is there anything more fun than watching your little guy or gal in a dance recital or gymnastics, running the wrong way on the basketball court or soccer field? So fun, so cute. It's also amazing to watch your kids blossom in sports when they do find something that really sticks. But even if it doesn't, it's still so fun to watch them working hard, improving, connecting with teammates, and having fun through physical exercise. If you want to learn more about raising healthy eaters for life, remember to go to yourvillageonline.com healthybabies or slash healthykids and use the coupon FITKIDS20 for 20% off the class or on one of the monthly packages as well, which gives access to all of the 40 plus classes and comes with access to a form to ask me any specific questions you have about parenting or your child's development. In the next episode, I'm going to be talking about specific issues with toddler sleep. I've gotten several questions in the last couple of weeks, so I felt it was time to do an episode with tips to help parents reel in those unruly toddlers at bedtime and get their evenings back. We parents need and deserve a little time to ourselves in the evenings so we can be better, more patient parents during the day. If you have a question, please be sure to send it to podcast at yourvillageonline.com and to see what episodes we have coming go to yourvillageonline.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode, and we'll see you next time.
0: Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah Baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments.